Before we deep dive into some of the content, I do want to comment a little bit about an event that happened earlier this week. Um, Dr. Sarah Halberg, one of... Um, uh, just one of the giants in the low carbohydrate space, um, finally passed after being diagnosed several years ago with stage four lung cancer. Um, I never got to meet her. Um, I've only been to one low carbohydrate conference and that was low carb Denver in 2020, the weekend, everything kind of blew up. Um, but, but somebody that really influenced my life and my understanding and just seemed like one of the kindest people you could ever meet. I know you've met her and worked with her in several capacities. I wonder if you could maybe say something or share a memory of, of, of Sarah with, with us in the audience. Yeah, I mean, it is so, so sad. Sarah was diagnosed with um, lung cancer at age 45. She has three children at that time. I think the youngest one was seven. And she was supposed to live three years max and made it to almost five. Um, she, she was not only, I think, just a really magnificent human being, like a combination she was like a huge, big brain, super smart, but also humble, a collaborative problem solver, and, and an incredibly compassionate, kind, thoughtful, giving person. Uh, and she, you know, I mean, professionally, she was the lead investigator on the most important controlled clinical trial um, on reversing type 2 diabetes. That's uh, going to be the longest ever trial. But she saw it through, I think, the two-year results at least, and, and showing that you could actually reverse type, type 2 diabetes. And that was, was what she cared about most in the world, was helping people with diabetes and letting them know that type 2 diabetes could be reversed, uh, which you think like many of us, and, and you have seen people, known people, now we know it is reversible, but the official medical um, doc, you know, dogma on type two diabetes was like, this is a progressive irreversible disease. And all you can do is slow it down, but you can never stop it. And your life is taking insulin, trying to match that insulin to carbohydrate and getting progressively sicker. Sarah, um, she was the one to really stand up and say, no, type two diabetes is reversible. And she had figured this out because she had founded her own obesity clinic at, um, Indiana University, uh, one of their health centers. And she was so frustrated being a doctor that she almost wanted to give up because she didn't know anything. She just saw her patients getting fatter and sicker and she was delivering the conventional advice. And so she took time to read uh, an entire history of obesity literature or you know much of it and figured out at a pretty early stage, I mean, long before my book was on the scene or I think, she, I think she just figured it out for herself that, um, type two diabetes could in fact be reversed if you took out carbohydrates, you know, carbohydrates were what was provoking insulin and, and starting the whole cascade of illness. So she gave in 2015, a TEDx talk that you should look up nearly 9 million people have watched it now. And it is, it is absolutely one of the best talks that I have ever seen. I watched it, um, just, again, the other day, thinking about her and wanting to see her again. And she's just spectacular. I mean, everything about her that is, that was so great, her energy, her, her warmth, her enthusiasm, her incredible, relentless positivity, even in the face of so many obstacles, 
you know, she was up against the insulin industry and the American Diabetes Association was not happy with that speech. And, and then of course, even in, you know, in facing her own cancer, she was just relentlessly positive and, and, and wanted to contribute as much as possible as she could in her life. Um, so, you know, one of the memories that you know, we're, we're close together on the Nutrition Coalition, and if you go to our website, um, nutritioncoalition.us, I just last night we put up a, a tribute to her. She was incredibly interested in advocacy work and changing the guidelines. Um, and so we work quite closely side by side. She testified uh, at a, a briefing in for Congress. She went and gave testimony at one of the Dietary Guideline Advisory Committee meetings, um, and a link to that is on our website. And no matter, even though she had like four jobs and is the mother of three children, whenever she would call me, she would say, Nina, what can I do for you? <laughs> like, how can I help you? And she said this, you know, even in year five of having cancer, she'd say, tell me about you. How are your children? What, how, what's going, how can I be of help to you? She just was incredibly generous and, um, and, you know, a beautiful person, like a truly beautiful person. So I want to mention one other thing is that in honor of Sarah's legacy and also in honor of the thing that she cared about most, which was educating people about the possibility of reversing type two diabetes, um, I, together with um, her husband and um, also some other friends, are starting a nonprofit organization that's called Reversing Type 2, and it will be a legacy. It's a legacy project for Dr. Sarah Hallberg, um, and you can find out about it if you go to my webpage or my Twitter feed. Currently, there's a match going on by a very generous donor who is matching each and every donation up to $1,000 for the entire month, this next month. So wow. that just tells you how people, you know, how Sarah has moved people. Um, so anyway, she's a beautiful soul. It's a very sad, sad moment yeah. um, for our community to have lost her. Yeah, no, for sure. Very difficult. She gave um, an interview with Peter Atia, my, literally my favorite podcast I've ever heard. I thought it was amazing when I heard it and going back this week after hearing that she had passed and listened to it again. And I remember a few things that really stand out. One was, you know, as, as she was, you know, kind of joking with her husband around the dinner table about maybe one day retiring and, you know, going on ski trips and things like that. And her, her, her son, I assume one of her kids was like, what are you talking about? You can't retire. Like your work is way too important. You have to keep doing what you're doing. And she mentioned what a standout moment that was in her career. And, and Peter asked her at one point, like, how do you decide how to manage your time? Because like, if I were to get that diagnosis, I would probably close the doors, stay home, only stay with my family. I wouldn't do anything to push the ball forward on, on things that I thought were important before getting a terminal, you know, cancer diagnosis. And she was the opposite. She was like, this is, yes, I need to spend time with my family, but also I have to continue doing this advocacy work because it is so important. I just think that speaks volumes to the type of person that she was. It's true. She would, she gave of herself, uh, right to the end. She was thinking and working and trying to finish papers. And, and, um, and at the same time, I want to say she was absolutely an incredibly devoted mother. She was, she, she was hugely involved in their lives 
Christmas for her was like a Nash, like the most incredible holiday. And she would, she, she would like decorate the house from top to bottom and dress up as mother Christmas. And she wanted to create this magical moment for her family. I mean, she really had passion and spirit in everything that she did. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I never got a meteor, like I said, but I, I can totally understand all of that. Just seeing her content and what a kind soul she was that really shone forth very easy to, to see. So tragic loss. I, I really appreciate you talking about her. I know this is a difficult subject and a difficult time, but we'll definitely link some of that stuff in the book. And I, I again, I appreciate you going there.